the Echo Sport Podcast in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Kitchens, wardrobes, stores and floors we supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie or in branch at Holly Hill and Toker. Hi, I'm Eamon Murphy and welcome to the Echo Sport Podcast in association with our friends from O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. I'm joined this morning by Dennis Hurley and Barry O'Mani. We're going to go through all the GA action that took place over the weekend. We're going to look ahead at a county board vote, which will have a huge impact on minor grades next year and preview all the Munster Championship action and a big senior A game between Newcestown and Dohanese. I suppose, Dennis, we'll start off with the, with the bad news first. There was no joy for Cork hurling fans down in Walsh Park or Sars fans. No, on, on there wasn't. They were well beaten. Yeah, um, 17 points in it in the end, which it, it was disappointing. It was just, the Sars didn't play anywhere near kind of what they had done in winning the county championship. They were up against a very good team who clicked well on the day. You know, going in, Ballygunner were 10 to 1 on favourites. So 10 to 1 on? Yeah, that, that's what it was by, by throwing time. So the outcome wasn't a surprise. People might have been hoping Sars would put it up to them more. Yeah. But it was always going to be a tall order, not least because Sars' training and preparations and stuff had been hampered by... Not having a pitch. ...floods down in Riverstone. Um, and Johnny Crowley had said it when I interviewed him last week that Ballygunner are up near the top of their graph. They've won 10 Waterford Championships in a row. They're unbeaten in 53 games. This was... They're heading for hoping to win a third Munster in a row. They won the All Ireland in 2022. That's where their sights are set again. So they're there. Sars, you know, did have hoped to win the county championship at the beginning of the year. It wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't inevitable by by any means. You know, they were 30 seconds away from going out in the semi final against them Achilles. So to win the county was a good year for them, and to 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 push on takes takes time, and you have to learn the hard way. Obviously, people will look at the fact that Cork are without a Munster Championship win since 2009. They're without a win in any game since Glen Rovers in 2016. They got to the final, didn't they? Yeah, they lost to Ballier. So that is very worrying from that point of view. But at the same time, we're in an era, I think, where you have to be a super club almost to go on and win your province or All-Ireland. Like, Ballygunner have David Franks as their coach and he's going to be the new expert coach. Tony O'Gregan, the formerly, former Galway hurdler, is their sports psychologist. You know, He's they, involved with inter-county teams uh, doing that role. A lot yeah, they, I think a, 11 of their starting team yesterday have played senior for Waterford. Like they are they're an elite organisation. They knew at the start of this year that they were probably going to win the Waterford Championship. So they were geared towards Munster and the All-Ireland. And it, it's, it's a different kind of a setup, You know, like, and then you'd say, is their dominance all that good for Waterford as a whole? Well, clearly you know, not if you go in the last few years of Munster that, Championships. That's it, you know, whatnot, so, so, like, the, the observers from the outside, we want everything. We want Cork to win the All-Ireland. We want a great county championship with a lot of teams capable of winning it and great games. And then the winner of that to go on and win the All-Ireland club. And you can't have everything with it, you know, like, Aerog and Carlo on the football side they've won five of the last seven and they got four points against Kilmacud Crooks on Saturday night Kilmacud are another absolute Super machine club, yeah. you know like you, you basically need to be very well resourced to have a chance when you go on and 
we, we're, we're talking about how even the county championship is with 12 teams and with say six or seven who have a very realistic yeah. chance of winning it and that's probably the price to pay then that whoever goes out will be kind of finding it tough um, to, to kind of make an impact if, if Sars had somehow won yesterday or on Sunday they'd be playing the Piersig in the semi-final and the Piersig have won five out of the last seven Limerick titles and they've won in all oh, Ireland club, yeah, yeah. and you and, know and are backboned with former Limerick that, players that, or current it, Limerick yeah, players but, know, but at the same levels. time they're the only Limerick winners of the All-Ireland in the last two decades anyway and when they won when they won it in 2015 no one was saying this is the start for Limerick hurling or Limerick are going to dominate from here there's a, a clear um, demarcation between the exactly, two exactly yeah, yeah yeah that it's not the best indicator of the health of a county's hurling and Cork have a very good chance of winning the junior and intermediate months. Yeah. Castle Lanes look well, yeah. well geared for the for, for the intermediate, and obviously Catron's had a good win at the weekend. I, exactly, yeah. So, you know, just because you're not able to make the impact of senior doesn't mean everything else is a failure. If if Saris had won, no one would be saying, "Well, Cork will definitely win Munster now next year." You know, there there's there there, there is a differential there. Um, well, in fact, when you break it down, Barry, you look at it like Saris had no Cork starter yeah. play, play, playing on Sunday because of the fact Jack O'Connor's been injured he may well have been, been in the starting 15 even if he had the form of a couple of years ago when he was an all-star nominee but he hasn't he's struggled with injuries things like that obviously we're all looking at maybe Colin McCarthy and, and, and Aaron Myers being the two obvious lads who, who will certainly get game time or be on the training panel with Cork this year whether they'll feature or not we'll have to wait and see but be, like you still have Daniel Kearney and, and Connor Soler into their 30s it just it, it isn't an inter, it isn't a team that would, would give an inter-county team a rattle whereas Ballygunner look like oh they were powerful, like yeah, yeah. Like they were very impressive on on Sunday, but like look, it, it was very disappointing from from Sars and Cork point of view. And um, it's losing by that much, Barry. It is, I suppose. You know, losing like if they went down to Waterford and, and if they played well and if they lost by you know a couple of points, okay, fair enough. They scored nine points, but like. um, you know, it is disappointing. Like you know, as, as Dennis uh, just mentioned, there like uh, no uh, win you know in the Munster club from a Cork team since 2016 since since the Glen won a, won a game so. It, it it is really worrying, like and um, but look, Sarah's were on a very tough side of the draw, you know, this year. And but they were on the tougher uh, side, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they, Lady Luck wasn't on their side, so. But look, you know, did very well to win the county, but they will be disappointed with with how they, how they I performed. wonder. Yeah. I wonder if they had their time back, would they have decided against going with just two men inside and playing a sweeper, because that basically allowed Philip Manny to clean up. He was the half absolutely, yeah. Runner. yeah. And and them just to break the ball in that kind of I mean, the, the pitch I look well and watch part and it's the the new ground or the revamped yeah. ground is decent. It was still very easy for the Waterford full back line just to get that ball to the ground. Yeah, and sure. Gunner excellent to picking up that. And that in the break, first like. half, Stephen O'Keefe was just landing bombs, the puck outs with the wind behind him, and Ballygunner were winning every break off them. And you know they have Desi Hutchinson, Patrick Fitzgerald, Park Manny, like these guys are going to find space when they have the ball and they're just going to give it to the well, guy. Like yeah, so you know. It, Sars knew what they were facing, but there's like Mike Tyson line about everyone has a plan and they get punched in the face. I know, you know, I know. and and Ballygunner were were better than any team they'd faced this year. And the the key thing for Sars now is that this is an educational experience and that it it makes them better in the long run. But like, you know, the stats don't lie. You know, thousand four, thousand four is last time you know a Cork team won the All Ireland. You know, thousand six last time a Cork team reached an All Ireland final and and and. Uh, 2009, you know, is the last time Cork, uh, Cork team won a, the, the All new title. So, uh, yeah. that flag for us. Yeah, as well, so. uh, and the, the 2004 win, 
is the only one since 1987. Do you know? So yeah. it's not as if this the is 90s were bleak as well. Like. Yeah, this isn't a new this isn't a new phenomenon either. Uh, and like you mentioned, in the 90s, I think you had um, three, four. You had four county championships won by divisional teams. So you had a losing team going on representing Never Cork. Helps. Yeah, in the, in the Munster Championship. Um, but then you look at the other side. Nemo Rangers have a very good record in in Munster and in in the All Ireland. Less so, we'll say, um, in, in more recent times on the All Ireland front. But people aren't, you know, shouting in the streets that this is great for Cork football either. You know, so. There's no I, I can remember there when when they last did win the, the All Ireland there that people were giving out like mad about Nemo the, that era there and the yeah, noughties there was an awful bit of kind of bitterness at Nemo being so dominant. I think the bottom line is that to contend in the province and in the All Ireland you have to be dominant or close to dominant in the county and people will say that's bad for the county then too. I know, I know, you can't have it. Every you know, like Ballygunner aren't popular in Waterford outside of Ballygunner. They couldn't be, could they? Yeah, so you know, th- there's no right answer basically. Sars, Sars lost, disappointing they lost, they were expected to lose, they should have played better, they'll hopefully learn from it. Um, and that's that. Yeah. The, the, the one thing I will say before we move off the topic is there, I, I did notice online, I was just looking at some of the comments and, and it's a topic we've, we've all covered in our columns and stuff, maybe car curling, refereeing, being a bit too soft, not letting the game flow, you know, too many, too whistle happy for the, the rest, it's, it's in contrast to the type of game you then experience both at Intercounty and, and in the provincial arena. But I would say this year's county finals, the refs did their absolute up- utmost to I think not blow the whistle yeah, and I, to I, let the games flow. I think that's it? almost like, like the line about if you get a reputation for getting up early, you can stay in bed all day. Things have changed in the last few years. No, since Niall Barrett has become referee's administrator, he he definitely, and referees have told me this, he tells them to let the game flow yeah, as much and, as they and can. and let the game be more... Close yeah. to what it but, is but that expert. can't be a license either for head high tackles you know yeah, yeah. you you have to blow for fouls and if if it's a dirty match yeah there's going to be freeze yeah yeah there, there's a and before we look at Habolog's uh, terrific win in the football St. Catherine's on Saturday after, afternoon I know a few people might have missed that or gone under the radar yeah. but they, they got a great win despite having lost the county final well, to th- that's Aaron's it. own like it was a strong response in the big picture and the small picture because they were obviously coming off to defeat Aaron's own they're having to turn around and play and play prepare for this match against Ardmore and like Ardmore are the only non-Cork Munster Junior winners since 2014 so they were going to present a tough test they lost Daniel Mangan's injury in the county final a few other lads were unavailable as well so you're going to the unknown and the first 20 minutes were kind of to and fro very close and then Catherine's made a push for it coming up towards half time I think they were up 10-6 at half time and then Ardmore with the wind got the first two points in the second half so you're thinking it's going to be close again luckily for Catrins the wind died down um, you know in, in Farfield it's kind of always going to be gusting and then they, they got the first goal um, matching Mulcahy and that, that just gave him a good bit of breathing space Owen Davis landed I think uh, four points from distance the, the goalkeeper and they, they did concede another goal later on it was down to three and they just again produced a good response and uh, Brian Mulcahy got a very good uh, late goal ball to him kind of in the right corner and the keeper came out to try to block him and uh, it was a great finish from a, a tight angle and he's a classy early Brian isn't he he's yeah. involved in McKillie when they're winning counties and yeah so you know it was it was exactly what they needed y- you just don't know until you get on the pitch what it's going to be like um, and like just because they had an off day in the county final didn't make them a bad team if they'd won the county they'd have been favourites for Munster 
I think now you can kind of say they're still be they have a very good chance. Take a good team to they're playing Ballon Hinch from Tipperary next at a Cork venue, and they'll be hoping to give it to win that too. Yeah, that's it's a, it's a great story and definitely a great story. Ahbolug on the double <laughs> Barry, we were thinking maybe Mitchell Stowe might squeeze over the line with the the, the I suppose the more inter-county calibre footballer they had or the couple of lads they could call on in Marquine and Colin Manny but terrific win for Affleck they started like a, like a train yeah but just before we, we talk about the match um, Colin Manny suffered an injury in training to build up to the final so so he missed the, the, the final on Sunday so that you know, a decisive factor that, that, in a lot of ways I suppose that yeah. was a huge loss for, for Mitchellstown uh, but you know Aberbrook, you know they've achieved a double after winning the Intermediate Hurling Championship a couple of weeks ago and you know it's brilliant especially in you know in this uh, new current championship format the condensed nature of it to, yeah, to achieve week the, on week playing you know, games to a- achieve the double is, is, is incredible and you know I know their neo neighbours AO achieved the double um, in the 2020 season um, but I was you know broke up with COVID and all that so um, so it's, it's, it's a great achievement by our product like and you know they just about got over the line on Sunday against uh, Mitchell Zone 213 to 115 um, you know, Mitchellstown made a, a rally towards the end, uh, but even when they brought it back to a point, you know, our brother managed the, the, the remaining couple of minutes very well, I, I, I thought. And like I suppose, Barry, that um, slow start with Mitchellstown, I, I wonder, was the absence of Colomani maybe playing in their minds? Like, it must have been some blow. I mean, it's a terrible blow for Cahill himself, who's been absolutely plagued with injuries since he, he, he lit up the uh, under-20 All-Ireland Championship in 2019. He was man the match in the final against Dublin that day, kicked wonderful points. Always kicks wonderful points when you see him. Same at UCC last year. Was flying into Sigerson, picked up an injury in the final and then missed basically Cork's whole campaign. So uh, that probably affected their slow start. Probably, yeah, Abolog, yeah. Obviously took those chances and powered into the lead. Uh, and and like playing against the wind, I think, uh, in the first uh, half. Yeah, like Mitchellstown had to win in the first half. Yeah. And like at halftime, they were down 2 8 to 6 points. And uh, yeah. like they made three subs, you know, in the first half, like uh, just before half time. And they made a difference in the, in, in the final couple of minutes of the first half. And, you know, they, they brought it back to uh, 2 8 to 6 points. Like, and, um, yeah, it was the first twenty minutes, twenty five minutes we did it, that that cost them like they were just loaded of blocks and you know it's a, it's it's another uh, you know, final defeat, you know, for for, for Mitchell Sound. See, gutsy performance, wasn't it? Like um, to, to be missing Omani and then yeah. to, to and to go behind and then rally like that, I know which are looking they want yeah, to they win it. They still lost like you know, the last yeah. t- in two thousand seventeen, thousand and twenty 2021 and now 2023. So in the 2021 final, Carlo Manny wasn't fit enough to start. He came on just after halftime that day. Had to go off again a quarter of an hour later. Like it's just it's it's, it's, it's horrible luck for terrible, him. Terrible, isn't it? Yeah, ah, it is terrible. Like he's because he's you know look we give out in, in football that we don't see enough fellas who can score from distance yeah. or kick a point in the run quickly in Cork. We're crying out for lads like that, and he's an exponent of that that yeah. compares to anyone around the counties or the but country. Uh, like you know, our body were very good in the first half. Um, you know, playing against the wind, they were very smart with the ball. They, you know, they used it very well. Like they never panicked on the ball, and they were a young team. You know, I, I was talking to their manager Robert O'Keefe after the game, and and like even he was saying like they're not a, a big kind of physical team. You know, so they have to. They're kind fast of and skillful. They're, they're and some lads who are good soccer players are coached <laughs> for there as well. So you <laughs> always expect that ball to get goals. I think that does. You know that eye for goal. I obviously often see it with the, when the likes of Saint Nick's and Pierce are going well. You know those lads who play a lot of soccer. Yeah, yeah, they do yeah. tend to. They'll go for goal. They have the eye for it, and I like you know I have took their two goals. That, that was the platform to win. Yeah, Keelan O'Sullivan and, and David Thompson. You know two very good goals, uh, two uh, good team moves, and um, you know Matthew Bradley was was key in those goals, playing a, a big part. John Cockery got player of the match. Um, and I suppose we might talk uh, talk about him, you know, uh, you know, in terms of uh, when we get a round two player of the week. But he was very good. He got uh, two points, but it wasn't just his his points. I thought his general play was very good. Good team performance. Paul Ring in defence uh, kept things uh, together. 
Um, you know, it was a really good team performance. Avon O'Sullivan doing forward, he was he was very influential. So it, it was a good team performance, and and you know, like <laughs> to do um, you know to achieve the double as I just That's mentioned tri- is yeah. a terrific traf- traf- uh, achievement. And I suppose you'll have Monday Club out and out and coach for Brighton, uh, Monday Club, Tuesday Club, Wednesday Club, because there's no Munster Championship. For, for the teams in, in Intermediate Day, obviously that's the, the Premier Intermediate teams represent Cork, so they can really savour this one now for for the next couple of weeks. Right, and, and but more like coached on a, on a Sunday night, you know, is buzzing at the best of times. <laughs> and, and, and like, you know, uh, this Sunday, Sunday it was hopping. It, it was hopping. And, and well, I suppose Sunday especially night, yeah. when, when they won the hurling, and I, I know they celebrated that for, for the couple of days, but they would have obviously had in the back of their minds they were turning around two weeks later to play the football. So, They'll really, they'll, they really live it up this week. Or oh, they, they'll let the hair down now, like you know, when they when they won the hurling two weeks ago, like they just celebrate on the on, on the Sunday and the Monday, and they went back training then on, on the Tuesday, like yeah, and because um, they knew what was at stake, like to, to you know, to the double was was uh, was on, so um, they've now achieved it, and you know, the, the it'll be a short winter now over in uh, Coatwood, so um, you know, they can look forward to um, playing Premier Intermediate in both codes next year, and um, you know, you, you know, they have a good age profile, so. Yeah, once um, a once majority of their players stay around, I suppose you know people travelling or whatever. They absolutely, they that's that's probably the big big thing. Like you know, we see a lot of people now going abroad, now to Australia and America. So that's, well, that's they might stay around to play in Premier Intermediate yeah. for, for for a couple of seasons. And and then it was a busy weekend with Junior A action as well. Obviously, the the, the semi semi final pairings are now known in Junior A and hurling and football. So there was yeah. a nice bit of interest in those games. I think as everything else is winding down. Yeah, you the unusual situation of the county intermediate football final being followed by Junior A hurling quarter final in Parky Cueve. Um, Ballinora, great performance. Um, to to beat um to beat Clannacilty, um, I suppose it just shows that with with the weather worsening and the availability of venues, Parky Cueve, the four G and the main pitch were just called into action though, yeah, because yeah. they can be relied on. And the county board were able to kind of um operate one stand for one game and the other stand for the other. So um, yeah, it like I suppose the the junior A. It was it was always kind of tough to call because you have teams coming through from winning their divisions. It's probably tougher now when it's it's the sixth, sixth tier, tier, you yeah, know, yeah. and you the the strength of of a, a championship will vary from division to division, division to division. But Balnor have been coming, you know, they've they've had a good record in the the Mid Cork Championship. Obviously, you know, when you've like Shane Kingston, a star player for them after doing so with the Cork Twenties and James Byrne, a former Cork underage player. As yeah, well, so. you know, they they'll. Um, they they'll fancy their chances um after that after that win now, so you know it's um I suppose the standard of that championship was probably holding it back a small bit was it in mid Cork for the last while because they were so dominant in it. I know this sounds yeah. a contradiction, but they maybe weren't getting tested enough and then coming into the, the yeah the maybe only gonna, after coming down from yeah. Premier yeah. Junior were kind of a lot of second teams yeah. in Cork. you know Gypsy dropped down as well yes. and and they got to the final they showed the the Musqui final but like you know Balnor achieved three in a row in Musqui. But like you know, Sunday's win over Clannacilty was their first ever county championship win in hurling. Like so, you know, important win for them. It, so it was yeah. very important for Banlaw, and uh, you know they'd be hoping to to uh, you know kick on now and you absolutely know, yeah, yeah. big big score. I mean, look, you whether you you thought Banlaw or Clam were going to win, as you said, Dennis, it was difficult to predict any of these games before, and but you certainly weren't expecting one team to blow the other team out of the water but because but Clan like have the likes of David Lowney, you know. Yeah, but like it's, it's Thomas Clancy was playing yeah. for them as well. But like it's a monkey off Banlaw's back now, right? But like you know, I'm kind of guilty. Like I actually, you know, I I saw them, you know, during the summer in a, in a challenge game against against Eoghan's second team, like, and I know it was only a challenge, and you know, but I thought they were very yeah. impressive, like, but yeah. they just never got going on, on Sunday. And you, you'd say credit as well to Nemo Rangers on Saturday night, a cracker against Belgoolian inside in Parky Ring. I know, after disappointment last weekend, a lot of, a lot of dual players there. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, 
it's not easy to, to turn around and do that a week later, um, especially against a team on a high after winning a first ever divisional championship. Um, so, you know... Is, they, is it open enough now in that? In that? Well, the, the, Harbour the, Rovers had a good win as well. Yeah, the, 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 there's no one you look at Hondon. and say like that they're a team, you know, stand out ready to, to come up and blow everyone else away. Like... Like Stephen Condon stands out for me, but Harbour Rovers because he's been outstanding for Avondale for the last few years, shooting six, seven points yeah. all the time. But at the same time, it's still he's only one man in the Harbour Rovers team, and there's probably nothing that, between that, the four teams it, left. Yeah, so. and this time of year is a great level or two. Yeah. I think you know just with the conditions and that. So you know, Carrick Navarre got the boy into the semi final, so they'll be um, they they'll be waiting now to to kind of test themselves um in the. In the semis, and it was the first time they're winning in East Cork for what I think fifteen years. So since twenty twelve, I think. Oh, um, so sorry. So they'll be playing Harbour Rovers now. Eleven years, yeah. You know, there are matches that both teams have gained, thinking they have a chance yeah, to win. Four teams and justifiably so, yeah. You know, I, I don't think you'd look at anyone and say they're the definite champions, but you wouldn't be discounting any. And the fo- any fo- of them football looks open enough as well, Barry. Do you think? Yeah, there was there was um, there was three quarterfinals um, at the weekend. Uh, Canavy. Beat his goal five thirteen to uh, to six points, and the uh, latest Musgrave's first hour award winner Jack Kelleher, uh, kicked five points uh, two from Breeze, and um, they will face Castle Magna in in the semi final after Which after will be a cracking game um, Hallow and, and, and Mid Cork champions <laughs> going ahead yeah yeah well, well Canavy I think you know they'd have probably felt that they should have. Done, done better since going back down to Junior A so I think they look like they're on a mission like judging by how they've come through Musgrave so far so you'd never underestimate Castle Magna like Castle Magna or any do hello team yeah this was on Castle Magna like you know they beat Barry Row at the weekend like uh, 2-10 to 2-11 to like that was a huge win for Castle Magna like especially after Barry Row beating a you know a fancy Kinnamackaby team in, in the Cabri final and like you know Evan Magna got a uh, got, uh, one which was which was key for for Castle Magdo you know in that game in in, in McCroom and Danny Linhan kicked four points to three frees so um that is that uh, semi final sort in the in the other semi final um Ballygavan beat um Killeval in the qualifying at the weekend by by one point one ten to one nine um Evan O'Connor landed five points four frees and uh, Ray O'Halloran chipped in with one two and uh, they will face Mayfield, in, you know, in the other semi-final. Mayfield got, a, the s- well, got so. a boy after they won the, the City final against Delaney. So, so we would no Bearer representation um, in either. Well, obviously we wouldn't in Hurling. No, there's, there's no, no Junior A Championship in Bearer since Oren went up to Premier Junior. Um, and all the other clubs are Junior B. Junior B. And Garnish won the Bearer Junior B and they had a great win in the county Championship. So they'll be And those two football time. semi-finals... Um, uh, on, on, Sunday, on Sunday, uh, Canavy are playing Castle Magda, one in Parky Wing, followed by uh, Mayfield against uh, Barry Gavin. So I suppose, look, Canavy will be favourites in their game just by the nature of the tally they put up on the school, but at the same time, look, the East Cork Championship isn't as strong as yeah. other championships there, so they're probably not Nat and then May- Mayfield won a great City Division title. Uh, but they beat Nemo's third team in the final, so yeah. it's, it's, it's again very hard to read into a lot into these games. Yeah, so it makes know, it interesting. So like, yeah. you know, kind of like you know they got relegated from intermediate in 2013, and I know we we mentioned them quite a lot uh, recently on the podcast, like, but they they had been so unlucky over the last you know number of years that they've come up against you know like the Kilmore United yeah, area. Um, so they've they've won the Mick now, and you know they they will be they will be you know one of the the favourites to to win the county. Um, we know the last time they they, they won the won the, won the county was 
uh, chosen seven and they went down to, to uh, win the, the Munster and Ireland titles but obviously they, they can't have that option yeah, they they'll, they'll settle for a county over the next, uh, <laughs> next yeah. three weeks they'll be, they'll be happy with that so are there any standout player of the week or team of the week nods I know we've f- fewer games <laughs> to pick from but there's yeah, still some good performances I, over the weekend I'm, I'm happy to defer to Barry's call of John Cork I think because yeah. obviously no one from Sars um, no, no. uh, will be putting their hands up and the nature of the St. Catherine's game you know the different players play well at different times but uh, a dominant figure no. yeah. yeah I mentioned him earlier John Cork yeah, he's my um, player of the week yeah and, and for t- for team of the week, I suppose it's hard to look past that. I will agree. I do uh, definitely the fact Catrons were able to reboot there. Like yeah, not not alone that they lost the the the, the final because they've had a couple of weeks to kind of maybe recover from that. It's that they were missing Dan Mangan, who's nearly their best known player. Yeah, like, yeah. and their best known forward, and and, and they had other absentees. They had a lot of injuries in that county final and so on. So that was an excellent achievement. But I suppose winning a double, winning a double, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, but again, winning double is, is you, you amazing. Can't really argue with the double. And looking ahead to, to next weekend, well, um, another potential double in the another potential double, yeah, for for, for Stone. Yeah, so playing against a good Dahanese team. Dahanese obviously were a bit aggrieved about the way that final has been moved around. But they they were very aggrieved, to be fair to yeah. them. And it's hard to argue they had a four week gap from winning their group to the semi final, which is understandable. They prepare yeah. for that, and then now it'll be five weeks from the semi beating. It's like a throwback to the, the old championships. Exactly, yeah, and it just totally disrupts your momentum and. You know, they had no ill will towards Newcastle or Blarney or whatever in the need for a replay, but their view was that there's no Munster Championship in either to worry about why wasn't the hurling put back in yeah, the hurling, yeah, yeah. You know, which which is a fair question to ask. I'm not sure they got an answer they were satisfied with. But they have to pack it up. Like, like we've often yeah. like we've seen a lot over the years, a chip on the shoulder can often serve as a good motivational tool for a team. Yeah, and they won the g- the the fixture in the group game, but I think it was at nine points to eight. Or no, it was a very nine tight game. eight, a tight yeah. game in Rossmore. Uh, I think on a very windy day, and Rossmore can be wide open um, yeah. if the wind does pick up. And you know, it, it, I don't think it. I don't think you can read much into it. No. Um, yeah, it, it was a tight kind of scrappy game, and uh, Owen Mannix came off the bench and uh, landed a forty-five in injury time. So it's his first game um, in the group too, where there's a lot of stake in those games where you're on the back foot if you lose. So I suppose. Yeah, and like Newcastle had the same scenario in the hurling because they beat Blarney in their first Played match, again, yeah. and they could very, very easily lost to Blarney in the the first um first match in the, the hurling final. But no, I'm really looking forward to you know five o'clock Saturday, in, you know, in Park. I think you. that'll be a good game of football. Um, it should be a very good because. You know, Donnie's have gone out playing very positive football. They have a lot of fellas who can take their scores. You know, which is good balance up front. Yeah, it's, and it's a fierce proposition if you're if you're trying to to stop them. But Newstone, have good footballers too. You know, someone like David Buckley. You now, like you know, capable of being a star man this weekend. Isn't I- exactly. Yeah, uh, and you know, Jack and Luke Mead, very good, fo- good footballers as well. Sean and Donovan, like. It feels like so long ago you forget that they were playing Premier Senior last year. You know, they're only just down. I know. So, if they'd done nothing in hurling this year, you'd be saying it's a great achievement to get back to the final year after being relegated, yeah. considering you look at the team who came down, you know, Island Rovers were relegated a couple of years before them and they've been relegated again since. There's no guarantee yeah. that you're going to bounce back straight away and for them to do that, while also winning the Senior A hurling is, is a great achievement. Yeah, like, look, it's a, it's a local derby and, you know, <laughs> I don't think it'll be high scoring. Do you not? Uh, I, do, I don't think it, like I know there's a lot of quality and and uh, you know definitely both, teams. both sides will probably be looking to take take yeah. take the edge out um, of the, the forwards. I don't know. It's a bit harder at that level to to, to be I negative. I think it is. People, yeah, yeah. There'll be there'll be very little between the teams, and uh, you know it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if a replay 
is, is you know you could be right. Acquired. Um, I know Kevin Mulcahy's done a very good job at Newcastle. You know he's a good tactical coach, but I mean he, he'll be wanting the, his team to 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 play an attacking brand on on the big pitch. But he'll be very conscious of, of Donny's forward or, or too. I'm sure Donny's like. full forward. Yeah, then. Yeah, um, you know Keith White, Mark Buckley, and and, and Fionn Hurley. You know that's uh, that's an excellent foot forward line. Yeah, very dangerous. Um, but on the other side, you know, new sound of good forwards. You know, David Buckley, Richard O'Sullivan, Ty Toomey. So you know, um, it should be it should be tight. I, I said it'd be cagey. Um, you know, and as I just said, I don't think it will be high scoring. I'm sure but look, you know, but I suppose just but I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm back here. You know, next week and we had chill, yeah, we've uh, had some uh, good football finals yeah. to be yeah, fair. Well, new sound of good forwards, but. They have good backs as well, like Michal McSweeney you now and Garota Donovan will relish yeah, Cork underage players. Yeah, and you know, they'll be up against so. the, the Donnie's forwards. So yeah. I think how those battles develop could be the the key determiner, determinator as to whether it is higher low scoring. Yeah, uh, yeah, it uh, should be. Should and then there's a bit of Munster club action yeah. on as well on the football front, I would say, the, the, the junior games, which you've already mentioned. The big, yeah. the big one stands out is Castlehaven having home advantage against well, Catlow is fantastic and Kilimatra. That's what I was going to say. That's the great thing that. You know, you, you have to you have to have a, a seated stand basically to be able to host um monster games. Host yeah. monster games. And it's great that these teams are able to do that. You know, it, it's a pity in a way that this is the only chance for these players to play a championship game on home ground. Like I, I did an interview recently with, with Fintan Gould about his transatlantic journeys to come back and play for McCroom and he was saying that's one thing that you know, the group stages have proven to be a success now over the last three years. And that could be the next kind of step to take yeah, it, yeah, that you'd yeah, have one home, home one away team. and one neutral or something, yeah. or give home advantage to the group winners or something like that. Because, you know, a lot of clubs have good facilities and the only players guaranteed not to play a championship match there yeah, no, are their own players. players yeah. yeah, so when 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 they all played, uh, you know, Temple No in, in 2019 in the, in the Munster it Club. It was the, the first time uh, for, for Daniel Gould to yeah. play a home championship it, match. It, yeah. it was incredible. Like, it was an amazing day. Yeah, no, I know, look, it was, it was disappointing to, to, to lose, but... Um, yeah, the occasion was, is was, good, though, isn't it? It's a build-up in the club for the week and, like, C- C- Castlehaven, like, whatever about a chance of maybe being vulnerable celebrating a first county in nine years, the fact they're at home now... You know, yeah, like the, yeah. But the bit between their teeth, I think they're though they'll say lads will make this a fortress. Like, you know, the, the absurdity is that outside the league games, the last time Castlehaven had a home match was when Harry Redknapp managed them against Aaron Zyde for that AIB <laughs> thing with <laughs> the late Chen Luca Vialli in charge of Aaron Zyde. Like, do you know, like, I know it's an interesting quirk. It'd make for great occasions yeah, if yeah. you had, you know, if you could kind of kill Devon and could go down to Castlehaven yeah, for a yeah. group We've match. seen it in league matches, especially this yeah. year, lads. You know, we will put a bit, big, big effort into covering the league and we will be doing that going forward. And there were some great crowds yeah. at the league matches. It was, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm really r- looking forward to heading down to, to Castlehaven on Sunday. Um, you know, a tricky looking game against, you know, uh, decent, against yeah. Catlow, as I said. And in fact, Haven will know. be unbackable favourites, bookie-wise, because yeah. of the fact they're at home and you with know, the Hornies. As, as I said, um, have to manage that expectation. You know, on, on last week's podcast, you know, Catlow have a good pedigree. Uh, they were managed by, by Colm. Uh, Collins, you know, who Rick recently, de- who recently departed the, yeah. the Clare senior football job, and um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I spoke with, with the Haven um, manager James McCarthy in, in the build up to, to Sunday's game, and you know, he he said like, look, it's it's, it's winter football now, I know, I know, and uh, you know, it's it's hard in the day, so yeah, and Castlehaven probably feel that their Munster record could could be better, and it's a wide open Munster championship, you know, you you've Dingle, the Kerry representatives having won the club championship earlier in the year, Clonmel commercials. Who you'd nearly make the outright favourites just because they probably have such on pedigree good record of and, all the clubs in there and the beating Nemo last year. So you know if Castlehaven get over this, they, they do have a great chance. And Kilimatra then very there at home as well. That'll be 
Yeah, do it home. Wonderful occasion. Yeah, do it. Pity both games are on the same time on Sunday. Yeah, do it home Sunday. Yeah, they're playing um, Kilmahill of which is actually Colm Collins' home club. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, it'd be a great occasion for Kilimanjaro. You know, they've they've a you know brilliant pitch. You know. In, in in West Moscow, you know, they have a stand and yeah, it's a fabulous um, place to play. You know, I've only graced it in junior C matches, but <laughs> yeah. it is it, it 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 is a top venue and it's just a, yeah. it's a great environment. And I always say about the matches, they just live, breathe, and sleep football like that. that that's love it. it. And I think that the, the carrot of this should, uh, you know, it should ensure that they didn't lose the runner themselves after winning the no. county. But I spoke with Kilimanjaro's manager, you know, John Evans, in the, in, in the build up to Sunday's game and. Um, you know, he said, you know, it will be a tough game by Kilmahill, Hill. You know, War Senior, obviously, they're back up now. And, yeah, yeah. you know, he, he so reckons it's no gimme anyway. Like yeah, he reckons, you know, they'll probably have more experience than Kilimanjaro. But then he said, look, you know, Kilimanjaro will be will be backed by their vocal home yeah, supporters. Yeah, so, it'll, it'll, you know, and, and John Evans himself just has so much experience of big occasions yeah. like this. It should it should be a help. That's was the key there, probably, for both Castle and Kilimanjaro when they're home is to try to play the match, not the occasion. That's we're it, we're yeah, hyping yeah. it up as being a great day out, but I mean, they have to make sure it's not a great day out in terms of getting distracted. Yeah. They just have to focus. And and then Kilmurray have a tougher game. They're yeah, away on Saturday. They're away on Saturday above in um, Tipperary in, in Temple Tui. Uh, they're playing uh, Sean Tracy's who won their first Tipperary junior football title there last month. So, um, you know, Kilmore, you know, they lost the, the, the county final to the bar second team by a point. You know, Keane Madden got the got the last minute goal. So um depends on their their yeah. their mindset. Yeah, but look, like you know, they've no or David Clifford, you know, to yeah. deal with so they'll you know, if they can get over Saturday, you know, they'll fancy their Well what they have to do is remember the first fifty nine minutes of the county final. Like yeah. the bars didn't lead until they got the late goal. So like Catherine's, you know, Kilmore a bad work. team. No, just because they lost that one match, so and there's a trophy there up for grabs. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah. You know, so no, and, and like it, normally, if you lose a county final, you have to stew over it all winter and wait to get back in the pitch in the new year. So this is a chance to put it out of their system. Yes, yeah, so you know, similar, same, yeah. same catch. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And before we move on to wrap it up, the minor county board meeting on Tuesday night well it's a full county board meeting by all, all, all the uh, clubs represented so basically the idea Dennis is to decide whether we're going back to under 18 minor or under 17 minor yeah. nationally three years ago it was forced through that everyone had to revert to under 17 or to move to under 17 in line with the inter-county scene yeah. most clubs are pretty upset about it there has been a couple of good championships running the likes of Tipperary and Galway for under 19s but in Cork it was a total flopped completely yeah, did, so here now is a chance to move back to 18 minor but there's a few provisios as well well basically Basically, the, the price to be paid is that under 18s or like players in the full year minor wouldn't be allowed to play for the club's first team in any grade from Premier Junior up to Premier Senior. So, the equivalent to that is is like Ben O'Connor and William Buckley last year were star players for the Bears winning the Premier Senior. They're prime examples of it. And particularly Ben O'Connor, they wouldn't have been eligible to play. They would only be allowed to play the Bears second up team. to Junior A. So, it'd be the third team third in team terms for the of Bears, their yeah. football team, yeah. Um, so as you can understand it's a very emotive subject um, and clubs trying to look at the bigger picture the, the problem is if you've got a couple of cra- like well that's it some clubs are look, trying to look at the bigger picture others are saying we've god we have a great crop of 18 year olds we might wait a year like a year seems like a long time but you can see both sides of the coin can't yeah, you like like J- Jack Lee he was <laughs> the same boat wasn't he he, he won Dungornia County there mm. with his sharpshooting you yeah, know, tw- twelve months ago, again, he wouldn't have been eligible in this system. And, and like, he'd have been playing for their second team. Yeah, and I suppose it's the would say the clubs who are up intermediate, 
who don't have huge numbers will probably feel the brunt of it more. Yeah, I don't think the Premier Senior Clubs, Barry, are going like whether that's particularly all right, you have your Ballincollig, Douglas, Sars, even Nero, but they have very big picks. Um, even the Bars, Nemo and Douglas and all, like they play very, very few under 18 players. Like the Bars was an exception with yeah. Ben O'Connor and William Buckley because they're phenomenal players. But for the most part, they'd survive fine. It's, it's definitely Premier Intermediate teams are below will be looking at Yeah, that's what I was, you know, just you know. to say, like, you know, it's grand for the, or a you know, it's, it's grand for the big clubs with, with numbers, but it's for the, you know, the clubs that would be Limited, you know, whoever the Bay of 15, like, you know, they'll, they'll feel no, the. No, we do think you yeah. just get through so one year of it, then it balances out. That's yeah, the and, and like, the, the people who have the view that if you're good enough, you're if enough. you're good enough, you're old enough. Mm. But the county board's way of looking at this is that there has to be a split between adult and underage competitions just, for, just for scheduling <laughs> because you, you know, in the old days, you might have a minor, minor league final, say, played the following March just know, because everything because was held up. Yeah. yeah. And, they just want to have things more streamlined and you can understand what, where they're coming from. The, right, the, the, other, the other says you'll have your, your Evan Ferguson type fellow or Mason Melies who's playing with St. Pat's at the moment Evan Ferguson obviously played with Bowes they were star players they were 15-16 years of age playing League of Ireland well what you'd say the exceptions, on the other side of that is that if they are playing adult that young they weren't then playing for the under 17 or under 19 team True. Wayne Rooney made his debut for England when he was what, 18 or 19 he didn't play under 21 for yeah, England soccer then. is different so if you you know you could turn around and say to the clubs they can play adult but they can't then play minor yeah. and then there'll be more discord confusion I can remember down, uh, in 2006 down in Ballygav and AO go down a point to um, Blackhawk's second team and uh, the game was going to injury time Kiwan Sheehan came off the, the bench he was doing his junior thought he was only 15 yeah, and he's, and a, he's a December birthday. And, no, and, 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 and got an unbelievable point from you yeah. know the corner flag. Yeah, yeah. So look, look, I remember <laughs> the same. Colin West was was a star star under sixteen player for for us, a fabulous footballer for 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 Ballincollig, and you know he was taking the freeze when he was 16, 17 years of age for for the club's adult team and all that. But I suppose their exceptions: Noel McGrath, Declan Hannon, these guys. I remember playing like centre back for their club teams when they were again under seventeens. But but I suppose you have to look. They are absolute exceptions. Those type of talents, and you know, they're small. The bigger picture is what it's all about here. Yeah. And I think I think after some heated debate, I think it will be passed that it will be under eighteen. Um, but the fact that junior clubs can still access their players, I think, will probably swing a lot of votes there, won't it? Like, yeah, you know, and the fact that when it comes down to people want minor to be under eighteen rather than under seventeen, yeah. and that will probably carry the day. Well, look, I well know myself from you know I go over the years, and obviously I have teenage sons and things, so I do go watch an awful lot of under sixteen, under eighteen games, under seventeen games, all the rest, and the minor championship. I've covered them for the last six or seven years now the under 18 finals were better finals yeah and, and that, that's mm. the honest to god truth the yeah. teams are just a bit more physical a bit more developed you had the odd under 16 playing you know for, for the bigger clubs but for the most part it was 17 18 year olds playing it's just bit, you bit see it at inter-county as well the under yeah. 17 minor isn't the same no no it's not it's not it's not as a it's not as appealing but anyway we'll have to wait yeah. and see how it should be interesting yeah. I, I, I'm with you Dennis I think that the fact that the junior clubs can get to play under yeah. 18s next year will probably be enough just to just to swing the vote through but it'll be tight and there'll be uh, plenty of heated debate yeah. you, and, and you, of you'll be covering it all so. f- f- what you have then is that the junior A clubs are fearful that the second teams will be too good yeah because they'll they'll have these superstars but I it's like anything we imagine the worst case scenario I think that'll and be it does not rare that that will happen yeah. I think that'll be rare that that will happen but look, thanks very much for your insights this week, lads. You can find us every Tuesday on echolive.e forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. The Echo Sport Podcast in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Kitchens, wardrobes, stores and floors 24-7.
we supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie, our in-branch at Holly Hill and Toker.